Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Millennial to Millionaire podcast. I hit you guys with the Money Mondays and now we are on Finance Fridays. And as promised, this episode will be a listener Q&A session. I got my notepad. I did one full page of questions. I'm sorry if I didn't get to everybody, but I will be doing episodes like this in the future. I'd like to start off every show by thanking you for even tuning in at all. Um, there's a lot of other podcasts out there, not even just about finance, but about everything. Crime stories, war stories, uh, relationships, whatever. But you guys are here right now listening to the Millennial to Millionaire podcast because you care about your financial future and or you just like the sound of my voice. Whatever your reason may be, I thank you for tuning in. Make sure that you subscribe, you leave ratings, reviews, comments. That's what I use for, like, that's where the questions are coming from. Uh, also, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'll be including my link inside my bio, so you can connect with me on there and just DM me through there if you ever want me to go over a topic. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be going over questions. I'll be answering things. I'll be giving you guys some advice. And also, it is Friday, so there will be a partial Money Diary section at the end for anybody who wants to listen that's it. That's the introduction. So without further ado, let's get right into this. And welcome back. This is a listener Q&A session on the Millennial to Millionaire podcast. I have done something like this before, and because the questions were coming from the comment, uh, like reviews, comments, that sort of thing, I was kind of doing it indiscriminately. But I'm not. But the questions are coming from different places now. Like some people are DMing me or asking me face to face, and I'm not sure how comfortable everybody is with their privacy. So for the sake of you know keeping it safe, I'm gonna make sure that the questions are anonymous this time around. I'll be telling you where they're coming from, but then the questions, like the people answering them, are going to be anonymous. In the future, when I do things like this, if you ever have a question for me, you could just let me know whether or not you're comfortable with me disclosing your name or your username, whatever it may be. But for now, we're going to keep it anonymous. So question number one comes from a longtime listener. He left this question inside the reviews. Is there a way to reconcile sustainability and ethics in the world of investing? So, I mean, I don't know if you're talking about sustainability within investing, ethics within investing. I think that Investing gives people a chance to kind of vote with their dollars, more more or less. And something I have talked about before is uh, socially responsible investing. There's different funds or companies that are, you know, like their primary goal is for the betterment of humanity, society, whatever it may be. And there's different kinds, so you can really kind of tackle whatever problem you'd want. But what this allows people to do is be able to invest in companies that are, say, you know, providing clean water worldwide or companies that are innovating to make like healthcare more accessible. I'm not really sure if companies are doing that, but you there's different companies that are tackling different sorts of issues and it is now possible to directly invest in these companies whether it's directly or through funds. On an, on the other hand though, um like you know just on a like personal standpoint, I think that we as a society are kind of starting to hold companies to have more integrity, be more accountable. So, you know, we're looking to make sure that companies are doing things that are, you know, that are sustainable, that are good for the environment, that are good for the world. And there's a lot of people, a growing number, actually, who are actually willing to go out of their way or pay a premium just to buy or support companies that they know are, you know, 
in line with their code of ethics. So I'm going to go ahead and link the bio to that episode in there because I get a lot more in, link inside the bio, the episode. Uh, I get a lot more in depth in it. And if you guys listen to that and still have more questions afterwards, I'm more happy to kind of, I guess, get more targeted. Now, question number two, this comes from a DM on LinkedIn. So how do you feel about gold as an investment? Gold as an investment, I personally do not really support. Um, I'm going to tell you why, but I'll also tell you different ways that you can own gold if you would like to. So gold typically it gets invested in in times of high inflation and times, uh, you know, people think that there's like an apocalypse happening or that the stock market is going way, way down. They got to put their money somewhere else. The reason why I don't support the investment of gold is that it's not really tied to anything and it's value. And because of that, it's value can be really volatile and really stagnant at the same time. Volatile in the sense that, you know, there can be massive swings, but stagnant as in it's not really going anywhere even after these swings. So it really is just a place to kind of like hedge your money, I guess, if you're really worried about some sort of emergent like apocalypse type situation or just, you know, you worry that there's going to be some serious downturns. But overall, I mean, especially on a millennial investing podcast, I don't really see its place in our portfolio. Now, ways to own gold, you can own gold directly. It's a little dangerous. You should get some sort of security, a safe deposit box, a safe actually inside your house, whatever it may be. Um, and you can have gold like that. You can also invest in gold through different funds. And by investing in these funds, you're actually investing in the holding companies for gold. And you're like getting you're like getting gold out of it, but you're never going to actually touch the gold. But you're going to know that your money is tied to that gold. Um, yeah, but that's that's all I really got to say about that. As I do more research, if I learn more, I'll definitely be happy to update that one, though. Now, this actually comes from a like a face to face person asked me this question. How do you know when it's time to liquidate? The context behind this question is the stock market's going down, 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 and people are panicking. And of course, you know me, I'm a long term investor. So this really is just like, you know, another bump in the road for me. But they were asking, they were like, how will you know when it's actually time to take this money out? A rule that I heard from Warren Buffett and I, I kind of applied to my life is I'll invest as long as I have the money to be able to do so. And I'll withdraw when I need the money. So if I have it, put it in. If I need it, take it out. And I really like think of this as like a case by case basis um, where when it comes to my own personal finances, I have like a certain kind of like line of defense. Like I have my checking account. Then I got my saving account. Then I got my other saving account. And then, you know, I might like dig into some other side hustle money, like different things like that. And like my portfolio is the very, very last thing that I'd probably even touch. And this is right now in my life. So as I, you know, as I acquire more assets throughout my lifetime, which I plan to, there's even going to be more to go through. So for me, I'll know it's time to liquidate when I, I mean, when I need that money. Other than that, I don't really think of a time. Um, for some other people wondering, I think that once you liquidate, especially in a down market, that's when you've realized your loss. Um, up until like, yeah, up until you actually take out the money or uh, up until you actually take out the money, you've never actually realized a gain or a loss. So I think that if anything, you know, for other people, if you don't want to follow like the kind of advice that I'm like subscribed to right now, you could just say, you know, uh, after I hit like this number, I'll start like withdrawing some of the uh, interest, but none of the principal. Or, you know, you could just say, OK, at this point in my life, I want to retire. That's when I'll like take it out no matter where the stock market's going. You can kind of like I think it really is personal. But for me, it really is just whenever I need the money is when I plan on liquidating, especially my invested money. Um, all right. So now I got two questions. One's from a LinkedIn DM. And then one is, oh, they're actually both from they're actually both from LinkedIn DMs. One is 
what is Forex trading and is it profitable? The other one is, do you invest in bonds? Forex trading is foreign exchange currency trading. It is, it's going and, you know, you're trading euros for pounds and then trading it to yen. And I'm, I don't do Forex trading, but it is really a really popular thing here in Miami. Um, so I'm not really entirely sure how it works. As far as it being profitable, I like, how do I put it? It's a lot more conjecture and it's really like it's not I wouldn't really consider it even investing it's more speculative um it can be very volatile I'm not sure what kind of fees are associated with it but usually when it comes to any sort of trading it ends up being a kind of a loser's game because you're paying money to be able to buy and sell so frequently and then you usually have to subscribe to some sort of service to be able to do it and then the, you have to think about the time that you're putting into it so overall I'd say forex trading is is net negative but i mean to each their own if it's something that you're interested in and you want to go try out i mean i wouldn't really stop you but yeah that's just my take on it now do i invest in bonds yes i do so i've gone over my brokerage account and my ira i have not gone over my 401k but i do invest in bonds and i'm gonna tell you why it's good to have a hedge. It's good. And it, people will always tell you that, you know, when you're younger, you don't even need to invest in bonds. And I've like, usually I'm pretty aggressive with the rest of my portfolio, but I do want there to be a certain part of my portfolio that is just like a fixed income security. That's just bringing in money. What I do recommend doing is investing in intermediate term bonds. And the reason for this is that they're going to be a lot less uh, susceptible to interest rate fluctuations. Uh, there was actually a fed interest rate cut literally this week in response to the coronavirus. So, I think that uh, there is a place for them in a portfolio. You want to make sure that you're getting... I reason why I do it is just to make sure I have some sort of kind of like fixed income, especially now that it's in my 401k. It's really like my 401k is more like literally my retirement portfolio. So I kind of have different ideas for my different portfolios, but all in all, like they all function as one big portfolio. So there is a section of my portfolio that is, I keep on saying portfolio, I'm going to stop now. So I do invest in bonds. Yes. And I invest using uh, the Vanguard US bond fund. It, uh, intermediate term bond fund it's solid it works i wouldn't go too heavily into it because they do not average as much but right now when the stock market is way way down bonds are actually up which is the reason why you do it because you don't want your portfolio to fluctuate too much because the lower it goes the, the higher you need it to go to break even so by making sure that my bumps aren't like as steep i'm able to get up higher and compound at a you know at a faster rate so now I have so now I got two more questions left for you guys. I'm gonna take a quick break from the show, but when I get back, I'm gonna tackle these last two questions, and then after that, I'll be doing a money diary segment at the end of the show for anybody who wants to listen. Thank you so much for tuning into the Millennial to Millionaire podcast. And remember, you can use any of these avenues to send me any questions. Subscribe if you haven't already. I'll be right back. And welcome back to the final part of the listener Q&A session on the Millennial to Millionaire podcast. Now, this question comes from an email. Uh, my email is parispgrant at gmail.com. It's actually my personal email, but that's where I handle everything that rega- like in regards to the podcast. And I want to start off by saying that I definitely do not have in like this episode does not have enough time for me to go over every single thing this person asked for. But I will be doing a full episode on the actual topic of the question. I will be uh, saying the question at that show because it's a really long question. 
and it's a really long answer even to answer part of it so just for the sake of saving time this person was asking about options calls puts and other sorts of stock market uh i guess like different vehicles and instruments to use within investing now all of these fall under this uh fall under the topic now i'm gonna give of derivatives and the reason the derivatives are called that is because they derive their value from something else so i'm gonna be talking about what an option is uh, how it works, how to invest in it, and yeah, why it exists in the world of investing. And I think it's really cool to learn about different instruments and different things that you can do within investing because it really is like, it's really fun and diverse and there's so many different tools out there. So I'm really happy that somebody was, somebody was even interested to ask this question. So you might've heard about options before. If you haven't, it's fine. But um, stock options, it's what like a lot, some companies issue stock options as compensation sometimes even. Um, but an option is a contract which gives the buyer the right, but not the obligation, to buy or sell an underlying asset or instrument at a specified strike price prior to or on a specific date, depending on the, uh, yeah, depending on the option. So, I mean, uh, easier way of saying this is like saying, okay, I'm going to give you this option and with this option, you can buy it, you can, you know, you can buy it 50 so if you so like yeah so you can be you can just wait until the price goes really low and then like buy a bunch of them uh but you don't really have to so it's kind of like having like i guess the way that people like consider it is like having like a bullet in the gun it's like you know you have some gunpowder you have something that you can like use but you don't have to exercise it the reason why it's called a derivative like i said is because you're not you don't actually own the stock but its value comes from the underlying asset it's tied to now there's options for literally everything for etfs for stock individual stocks funds whatever it may be and the reason why it's uh the reason why it's pretty useful it's a pretty it's a pretty good hedge against a declining market because you can be tied to a stock but then if it's like you know if you're worried about like its future outcome or what's going to happen with it you can you don't have to buy it but then once it gets to a kind of range that you're happy with you can decide okay look i'm gonna go exercise my option right now um they do not represent ownership and that's something that i really want to drive home is that you do not actually own the stock until you've you know agreed to buy at whatever specified price but by doing this you can kind of time things a little bit better you can kind of if you're somebody who's a lot more of an active investor you're going to be researching companies you're going to be saying okay you know what like this is a good price to buy it at you're more than you know you can go ahead and do that with options um in the episode that i in the next episode i'm going to do on this one it's not going to be the next episode but i'm going to say the full question i'm going to go over each and every part of the question it's literally going to be all about derivatives and different things that you can do within a uh within a brokerage account now, for the last question, I think it's a really great question because I really think it encapsulates uh, what I do here on the Millennial to Millionaire podcast. Thank you, everybody who's been listening in. So this is, yeah, this question actually came from another face-to-face question. This is a person who asked me this, but I think that it's something that a lot of people, you know, might struggle with, especially 2020. A lot of people are trying to make some changes and we're still pretty early on. So yeah, it's never too late. But the question is, for someone starting from the beginning, do you advise to pay off debt first or start everything all together, parentheses, saving, investing, paying off debt? Now, the thing about personal finance is that it is very personal. I have no way of knowing how much, like how much you get paid or, you know, what you do or what your living situation is like or what your expenses are. I don't know any of that. Um, I do know that it's good that you want to start in general because you know, I, you know, you want to get out of the rat race. You want to start like building up your wealth. And I think that's great. If that is a big issue, I think the first thing is to look at the kind of debt that you have. 
is this debt that you can that can be deferred is this debt that you know uh is it credit card debt you have to pay monthly you want to get this balance down so you're not like you know like stuck to that is it student loan debt that you just don't want to have what's your reason for wanting to get rid of debt and i have a lot of episodes uh like throughout like i have 100 plus episodes now so i can't even like link them all but you really can go look through i have a lot of episodes where i talk about debt and different ways to kind of tackle that now when it comes to debt versus investing i always say look at the interest rate is the rate that you're, you know, whatever the, whatever the loan or whatever kind of debt you're in, let's say, you know, you're paying 5% for it. But then with investing, you can reasonably expect to get, you know, seven to 8%. I would say pay the minimums and invest because you're going to end up making more money in the long run that way. Now, there are some people who just don't like to have debt. They just like want to have like a clean, fresh start. I would say at that point, then um, prioritize debt, but also start kind of starting up a nest egg uh it can either be through savings or you can even use like some sort of robo advisory app like betterment wealthfront these are all really great apps to start with and you can put in small sums of money just to get kind of in the mindset of investing you're going to know that you're putting a certain amount of money away for the purpose of investing and you're not going to be using that like anytime soon so you can focus on paying debt and as you do you can still kind of like get yourself accustomed to investing and as that balance grows and it will you'll be able like as you learn more you'll be able to say okay i'm gonna move it into this and start investing in this and like you know start getting higher returns even maybe or just becoming a more like you know you just become a more sophisticated investor um I don't think you should ever stretch yourself too thin. And that's something that I talked about on my last episode was that uh, by trying to tackle eat like so many different things at the same time, eventually it just ends up a lot slower. So I'd say really start to prioritize which one is more important to you. Is this debt something that you have to pay right now immediately in like your life? Or is it something that, you know, you can kind of pay the minimums on and reasonably expect like, you know, you it won't put you into too much trouble. Um, but yeah, I think that when it comes to investing, especially when it comes to investing, that a lot of people think you have to have a lot of money to start. But I, that's not true. And you can start like with very little sums while you still focus on kind of building up some sort of emergency fund and paying off debt. And when the debt gets to a point where it's manageable or it's gone, you can really start to like focus in on these things that you've already kind of built up that muscle for. Uh, but yeah, that's like my general advice for it. Like I said, what I'm starting to do now is just find general kind of... Um, like different benchmarks I want to hit. Like I want to have this much inside this amount, inside this account. So just go, go all in on that and then go to the next one like that. But like I said, it's going to be personal for everybody. That's all the questions I have for the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can use any of those avenues that I mentioned before. DM on LinkedIn, comment section, email me, hit me up, anything like that. Ask me any questions you want and I'll answer them on the next time that I do a listener Q&A session. I'm going to be doing a money diary after this. So please stay tuned if you want to hear that. Otherwise, thank you so much. Hope you learned something. Uh, This is great. Hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Be safe out there, Um, especially with the coronavirus. I have to say this. Make sure you're washing your hands. You're doing all that clean stuff, hand sanitizer, not touching your face or your nose. Uh, But yeah, that's it. This is the Millennial to Millionaire podcast. My name is Paris Grant. And here we do not keep it 100. We keep it 1 million. Thank you so much. All right. This is the money diary section for anybody who stayed tuned. Appreciate that. That's mad cool of you. Um, so like I said, the whole money diary, I've been 
tracking this money challenge that I've been doing from Paula Pant. She's the host of the Afford Anything podcast. If you want the link to the challenge, I believe I left it inside the bio on the last episode, but I might just do it for this one. I haven't decided yet because I haven't written up the bio at the time of the, this recording. So the so last week's challenge, uh, the last challenge was to have a purge day, have a throwaway day, just really start to focus on your priorities, what you're spending your money on, what you're holding on to, and uh, yeah, what it is that you yeah just kind of getting rid of clutter around your house um this next challenge is really interesting and it's something that i didn't even think to start doing until the challenge but that's why i love money challenges but it's to sell an item online now it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be the one of the items that you're purging or something like that it could just really just be anything the goal says to make to see if you can profit at least twenty dollars or at least make twenty dollars like yeah sell it for at least twenty so find something that's of some reasonable value and sell it online. It could be through LetGo, Craigslist, uh, Facebook Market, anything like that. And the reason for the challenge is kind of like flex that side hustle bustle. Uh, I think that it's no secret that the more income you have, the more you're able to invest and the more you're able to kind of like reach that like level of financial independence. And like I said, I did this challenge last year. And, you know, I always thought about like, you know, making money online, that sort of thing. I thought it was cool, but I always thought it was something that other people did. But it's actually surprisingly easy. And yeah, it's something that you can do and it's really fun to do. And it might be something that you find like, okay, I sold this one item. I have like five more that are just like that. So I can do that. You might even have your own business on your hands. So uh, different things you can do are like let go. Let go is really easy. Facebook Marketplace is also super easy. A lot of these places really make it very user friendly. You go on, you take pictures of the item, you describe it, you put on the price and then people will go and you'll you'll get messages and yeah sell whatever it is i can't really go through the all the ins and outs of it because i don't know what it is you're going to be selling um i mean hopefully it's legal but you know it's just a fun thing to go do and that's what i'm going to be looking forward to doing within these next two weeks because i have stopped now what i have started doing and since we're talking about side hustles is i have actually uh you know i guess acquired a new side hustle in the form of taking surveys online survey junkie it's amazing and i'm not this isn't even an ad for them they don't pay me to do this or say this it's not a conflict of interest but like it's something that i've been doing online where uh just in spare time just taking these surveys and i've made in the past like four days 20 bucks it's not anything crazy but it is a cool way to have some sort of side income just to have some sort of thing that like you don't always have to be spending money you could be focusing on making money and i'm trying to fill in more of the gaps in my life with things that are helping me get richer of course like reading books listening to podcasts but this is something that also provides income so yeah taking surveys great side hustle something that i've been doing uh something you guys might want to try out yourselves now um as far as my finances go today is payday so i'm going to be kind of switching things around i will be able to update you after uh so on the next money diary episode i'll be able to update you on like what i'm really doing but uh My main things I've been trying to do are grow my net worth from both sides of eliminating debt and growing my assets. So I've been really focused on investing and paying down debt since this year has started. Um, I have currently just over $11,000 in student loan debts. It's deferred. It's not even due till 2021 where I really have to start making minimum payments. And there was other that I had before that I've been paying down. And my goal is to get this to at least 9,000. So I want to pay off at least 2,000 as soon as possible. There's no real timeline for it but I want to bring it down to four digits. So that's what I've really been focusing my money on. So I've been just as consistently paying down my debt as I have been, uh, you know, investing. Personal capital is a great tool for this. Uh, It's something that like, I mean, hopefully that you downloaded uh, during the challenge where we're supposed to track our net worth. But it's a great way to like track and see that 
you know, your net worth is going to be your assets minus your liabilities. And there's two ways to grow it. But I think that when you can hit it from both angles, where you're growing your assets and getting rid of those liabilities, that's really been working for me. So my net worth has been increasing, but I really want to focus on now that I have a method of increasing my net worth consistently, I want to be able to also uh, have like money on hand for my day to day life, because I feel like I live in two different worlds at this point where my day to day is very frugal and I try not to like overspend on anything. But when it comes to my like net worth, I'm like all in on like everything. So I think it's about balance. And that's something that I'm becoming increasingly aware of as I get older and as I'm longer on my money journey. Um, but yeah, that's really all to talk about. I think I, since I've done two in one week, not much has really changed significantly. It's just uh, more so the planning. The book article will be updated uh, today. So if you're listening to this on the day of the release, you can go check back on that. And I've added some new books that I've read, uh, some really great tools and advice. Thank you guys for listening to Millennials Millionaire Podcast. Have a great rest of your weekend.